0: Inappropriate Earl, SoundCloud and iTunes. We are live right now on Instagram, iTunes and SoundCloud. Right now, I believe I'm at number 10. I know all you LA comics are real happy about that. Uh, so I appreciate the love and support. Had some great episodes recently. Vicki Hamilton, the founder of Poison, Go to VickiHamilton.com, buy her book, Appetite for Dysfunction. She was there in the early days of Guns N' Roses before they were signed with Geffen, the great Brian Hennigan, Doug Stanhope's manager, where we broke down every actor you've never heard of. And now I have someone, you know, I say this a lot on this podcast, and she's someone who actually bought me a gift. Mm-hmm. Someone who I've known for years. I mean, I've known her for three girlfriends. We won't mention their names. We'll we'll mention one, the great Whitney Rice. She's killing it on Suits, I think, uh, right now. See, I'll plug in X's projects. Please put your grubby little sausage fingers together for the one, the only Jacqueline Marfugi.
1: Yes. That was like the best introduction I could have asked for in your apartment.
0: <laughs> well, I do my best to make the guests feel welcome. Thank you. And comfortable.
1: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a lot, guys. It's, that
0: couch is... Yeah. I'm going to auction it off one day, the inappropriate <laughs> oral couch. And I know people will buy it. I, have
1: a- I wouldn't buy it, but I'm sure I could a lot of people for it. I have a couch. I actually had to get a couch tossed off my balcony recently because it wouldn't fit through like the apartment stairwells. So I've just been like getting rid of shit, cleansing, clearing space.
0: Are you into feng shui?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> I realize I'm not because yesterday I was trying to buy shelves for the wall. And I wanted to put one like right where you walk in and the main squeeze was like, no, like we're going to hit our heads on that. Like, stop it. So uh, I'm not good at that shit.
0: Cause that's how long it's been since I've seen you. You've got a main man right now.
1: Oh God. They don't want to hear about that.
0: Well, no, but I mean, I just, you know, that's what I don't like about LA comedy is you can love someone and uh, you know, have strong feelings about them as a person and as a comic but you don't see them often right like I haven't seen you since you know we won't mention names but like since you were dating another comic Mm -hmm. and it's that's been a couple years
1: yeah that's weird I feel like we like give like the heads up where it's like yeah I respect you I like you I miss you whenever we see each other at the store just like in passing but that's about it
0: well, because at the comedy store in really LA comedy, you just see people, hey, what's up? And then you move on to the next conversation and you don't really get a chance to catch up and, you know, what's going on in your life. Actually, I don't think I've seen you since we did the episode, I believe, of Vanderpump Rules.
1: Oh, God. Which what,
0: was. Uh, what a shit show. Two years ago?
1: Yeah. No, you know what? The last time we saw each other was when you did my podcast about a year ago.
0: That's right. And what is the name of your podcast and where can people find it more importantly? You
1: guys need to go find What's Your Jersey podcast on iTunes and Audioboom Network. Your episode was really good.
0: Well, uh, we broke it down. I keep it real.
1: You did. I feel like it was almost a two hour episode too. Well,
0: I'm starting to believe keeping it real might not be the best uh, <laughs> long term strategy But it's how I am.
1: Are you censoring yourself now?
0: No, I'm. I'm going rogue. Uh, I've blocked Comedy Central on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Oh my God! Wow.
0: Most comics who are unknown probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're brave. You know, (laughs) you know, I take the pro wrestling heel character a little too far sometimes, but. uh, I'm also, uh, I'm almost too honest for my own good.
1: That's okay. Let it all out.
0: Well, I don't know if it is okay, because I think that uh, I'm starting after 20 years in stand-up. How long have you been doing it? Six. So so that's a long time. Yeah. Uh,
1: I took a few breaks in there. It's probably more like four and a half, but it's been six years since I started.
0: But I mean, I'm starting to believe it's six years is a long, you know, if you do comedy after three months in L.A., you're a warrior because there's no money in stand-up in L.A. Uh, when you are at our fame level. Yeah. Which is
1: basically no fame. Which is funny because I feel like when you first start out, you think you're killing it. You think you're just, you know, headlining and doing all these cool things. But really, you're not. You're doing more or less bringer shows. I was just talking to someone about all these. like. There's a lot of like new hot comics coming up. And I keep seeing flyers of them being like, I'm headlining, I'm doing this. And I feel like the more I go into it, the more humbled I am. And the more I'm just like, oh, yeah, I have a lot of work to do.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you realize they're not headlining, they're going on last. Yes. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And the craziness I just had someone ask me to submit a tape for a bar show in Hammett.
1: Yeah, that's become a thing.
0: I'm like, you gotta be crazy. You want me to drive three hours for $100 and you need to see tape? I don't think so, Jack.
1: No, no. No, no. I just did a bar show. I, it was fun, though. It was in Beaumont.
0: I don't even know where that is.
1: Right? You, you wouldn't think it's in California. Uh, no, it's right outside of Palm Springs. But it was really fun. A lot of Trump supporters in the crowd, but they really went for the Trump jokes, which I was shocked about.
0: Well, that's risky to do Trump jokes, right? Pro or con Trump? Because uh, I guess it depends on the neighborhood you're in. Like, if you're in Orange County, they're pro Trump for yeah. the most part. Uh, you know, I find in Hollywood they're anti-Trump.
1: Oh yeah, but mine are more like I talk about him being cast in the wrong role, so I feel like they just need to like turn the dial on him.
0: I love Trump. I just think he's a wild card. <laughs> you know, he's talking about bombing Venezuela. We don't even have a problem with that. <laughs>
1: wants to play like
0: we're they're literally our ally <laughs> and he's like and then the guy from syria assad he's doing the chemical weapons attacks he i guess trump was caught on tape in a meeting going, fuck it let's just kill him
1: <laughs> it's just no holds bars that's how you are right now with comedy you're like the trump of comedy at this point
0: <laughs> well i you know i have never forced myself onto a woman that's uh, yes
1: guys guys Guys, yeah,
0: I might be one of the older comics on the scene, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm like the uh,
1: you have to open your card now because okay, you said older.
0: Well, uh, and you your know, present,
1: it's not, don't worry.
0: I did just turn 50, but I'm like the uh, like Ric Flair says, I'm like uh, Space Mountain at Disneyland. I might be the oldest ride in the park, but I got the longest line. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, oh my God, we have oh my God, this is crazy. we have. You know, I don't really do this on a podcast. You know, I'm a one man operation.
1: You are, yes. So Very I am
0: uh, trying to. Uh, oh, let's see. We have uh, we have a uh, a jelly mask, right? Because which old. is fitting because my character Barry Jelly is right over there.
1: It's for him.
0: And uh, well, I can't. I'm not really allowed to say. But uh, a lot of people are asking me about the jellies. Uh, just make sure your Adult Swim subscription is up and running. Oh, oh. I can't say. All right, let's see what else. Is that j-
1: scoop? That's like kind of scoop.
0: It is kind of a scoop. Yes. And we have uh, Hollywood scoop. a defense mask. <laughs> I love masks because... Well,
1: you're kind of hard to shop for because like normally like you buy someone a bottle of champagne or food. And I feel like you, you probably don't even eat like normal human food. I feel like you eat like super healthy shit. That's only like delivered to your house.
0: Well, I um, you don't drink. First of all, thank you for all the beauty products. You're welcome. That's um, it.
1: But the card, the card is the,
0: which I think is why uh, being uh, the, the 50th was not that big of a deal to me because I don't feel it. I don't think I look it, and I certainly don't act it. So, once again, I'm trying to conduct an interview while opening up a birthday card. <laughs> um, so, uh, now let me. Before, Do you want
1: me to help you? <laughs>
0: no, I got it. I got it. Because then, if you leave the Instagram feed, but then it gets back. weird. And all right, let's see. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> we're still being uh let's see here well we'll we'll leave yeah you uh, can't
1: read my writing it's like no i will scratch. but you
0: know there's a nice uh it's you know good. Card. It's special um, i will read it when you leave
1: perfect and i will
0: use the mask tonight i'm gonna get a hot shave after a hot you know. shave
1: do you do dermaplaning too
0: i do it all i just got back from uh cryogenic therapy
1: I was just gonna say I pictured coming here and you just stepping out of a cryogenic chamber
0: I do I go to a next health they don't sponsor me but I go to oh, next Man. health it's a cryogenic uh, play I mean I do it all I take care of myself.
1: Do girls dig that shit about you or do they think it's really fucking annoying?
0: Well, I would say uh, the I mean, of course, anyone I date or whatever, uh, they're all going to be younger than me for the most part. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, I try and look young for the ladies
1: just for the ladies. Don't you feel good? I feel like you have to feel good all the time. You don't drink. You don't do drugs.
0: No, uh, I don't, but, uh, you know, I can still be the life of the party. Yes. You know, you don't have to abuse (laughs) yourself to have a good time. You don't have to snort big fat rails to like get it going. Like I think if you ask any of my exes, you know, was I fun to date? I can't speak for them, but I would say they would say yes. Well,
1: there's always a designated driver.
0: Yeah. it's good. Mean, oh, yeah. I, I think I did that many a times. <laughs> well, we won't say with who, but, uh, <laughs> you, you know.
1: Although in West Hollywood, guys, I live probably less than a mile away from Earl, and I attempted to start walking here, but not bragging, it's 90 degrees outside, so I called an Uber after about 10 feet. I feel like when you're dating in our area, you Uber anyway, though. It's like you don't have a designated driver.
0: Well, I like to pick up my dates just because I think it's the classy thing to do. Uh, and, you know, I just got a new car. so.
1: Uh, oh, humble brag. What did you get?
0: The Dodge Charger Hellcat.
1: Of course you did.
0: 707 horsepower. <laughs> maybe the straightest heterosexual car you can get oh man <laughs> but i felt i needed to because of the neighborhood i'm in is predominantly homosexual uh, which is fine.
1: I respect it. There's a lot of good hair salons on this street.
0: Oh, yeah. I go to a v salon.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Janet Lazar cuts my quaff.
1: Not a sponsored post, guys.
0: No, I just... But if you want to... See, I like to help my friends out. Unlike most of you slob LA comics who are just in it for yourselves. <laughs> don't want to help out anyone other than your fat, disgusting personalities. I like to yeah. give
1: no i like you're a giver i've heard you're a giver i've always tried to
0: give like you know janet does not sponsor me she she does not give me a discount on cuts i don't want one but if you need a good haircut janet lazar b 2 V salon on doheny is the bomb next health if you're a stand-up comic in LA who abuses your body with booze and drugs. Wow, get
1: an IV drip. Get in there. They do
0: that. Right? They do IV drips. You, you
1: guys are learning so much about your bodies right now. This uh, is totally why they listen to this podcast, right?
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, I try and... Uh, I'll plug other people's podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Can we know.
1: plug the fitness classes I teach while we're at Body Things?
0: We're good. Well, because you... Now, yes. Plug your fitness classes. No,
1: no. I'm going to let you do your thing. I'm sorry. Well, I
0: don't know where your you teach so
1: you should come to a class
0: i mean i'm all about into experimenting i take yoga i take i've started taking boxing at rumble
1: (gasps) i want to go to rumble with you
0: let me tell you i took a tour once again i don't get anything uh from mentioning this girl's class but courtney watts they're all great i've taken a few teachers at rumble this is just the All Plug podcast. We're just going <laughs> to plug all the businesses We're just name we dropping. go to. Oh, I'm not but Courtney Watts, she's from Australia.
1: I find all the Rumble instructors are on a next level of hot.
0: Uh, the guys are, I mean, like, all the guys are, like, jacked and make me look like I don't even work out. Yeah, and uh, you girls, go to the gym
1: seven days a week. I go
0: to Equinox. They don't sponsor me. I go to Rumble. I go to Hot 8 Yoga.
1: Do I, you think it matters at Rumble that the ball is filled with water?
0: No, I, I like it. What Basically, for those of you not going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Rumble's a boxing gym. And I think, uh, I think there's about 30 bags in the class, and they're all filled with water so it's like a big boxing bag that's filled with probably i would guess 40 to 50 pounds of water yeah so when you hit it it's like you're hitting a human like you feel like you're hitting like someone's stomach so uh you don't hurt your hand and all the instructors are like maniac uh if you've ever seen the john travolta movie perfect which i'm assuming most of you have not
1: How have I not seen perfect?
0: That movie came out in 1983 and it was a movie that single-handedly almost ruined his career oh. uh, where he plays. In, he He's a Rolling Stone instru- uh, writer. He's sent out to California to do an article on the aerobics craze.
1: Oh, I've seen scenes from it.
0: So he ends up uh, hooking up with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah. Like the hot aerobic instructor and... In, uh isn't she
1: known to be a hermaphrodite isn't uh, that a thing with her
0: i don't know about that i don't don't,
1: don't know why that just popped in my brain i
0: i've never heard that about her uh but i mean uh, it's possible and uh, let me turn off the tv here i got the tv going on uh i've never heard that about she's got great tits uh pardon my
1: uh i love a good boob it's okay
0: well uh yeah, who does it? I mean, right. it, it's there's something about uh, but it's not even the size. It's like a, a girl can be an A cup or whatever and if it fits her body, it's hot.
1: Oh yeah. I yeah. get jealous sometimes of the girls that they have a smaller set and they wear those like very low low cut things right. and it's not like aggressively in your face. You know, and they're just perfect and it's not slutty. It's just like, God, those are cute and they're they're good.
0: Well, it's like a dude, you know, I I imagine, I never thought I would talk about this with you (laughs) 10 minutes into the podcast, but like, you know, a guy's dick, like (laughs) a, a guy can have a smaller dick, but if they're smaller in general, like if they're, you know, five foot eight and they have a, I don't know, three or four inch hammer. Yeah. That's about right for that body size. Yeah, it's not bad. Like if they're my size, like 6'2 and, you know, 200 or whatever, and then it's like, oh, then it's small, but.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you showed yours to the entire audience at the improv during the Vanderpump taping, which I respected so much because you didn't want your content to actually be on a trashy reality show.
0: But let me say this (laughs) you're right, but I love, I know Jax listens to this podcast, (laughs) as does Chris, and. I love Vanderpump Rules. I
1: know, you're such a fan.
0: I love everyone on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. Like when I met them at, I believe it was your show at a bar off of Kowanga.
1: Oh yeah, you did that show. You were so good on that. We did, it was Avery Pearson was on it and it but was at was- the hotel cafe.
0: Right. And I remember they were all there and I had not met any of them. And it just goes to show you, don't judge a book by its cover. If you watch Vanderpump Rules and you don't meet them, you're like, God, these people are fucking the most uh, obnoxious group of losers, you know, that I've ever laid eyes on. And then you meet them. And I felt horrible that night after because I'm like, they're all so nice.
1: I mean, like all of them.
0: That I, least, you know, I'm not saying we're we're homies now, <laughs> but like Stassi, I think we all love
1: you. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, Stassi was nice. Jax was behind the bar doing shtick, and uh,
1: Jax has lost a ton of weight. He is cutting weight for his wedding are you training him is that what you're doing you're going to rumble boxing with jacks
0: <laughs> i i surprised i haven't run into someone from vanderpump rules at rumble because it seems like the type of place that they would go oh they to.
1: don't like to actually well i think the boys work out katie sometimes well, when we would hang out we'd always be like out the night before like we're gonna go to crunch together and then i would text her in the morning and then like six hours later get a text like oh no i slept um so well, i think the boys work out more than the girls on that show
0: well i would say Jax is probably the only one who like really works out uh i would say tom schwartz i mean i have I see
1: him at crunch
0: i mean he's got a good body uh, yeah you know so i don't know if tom uh is it? no sandoval <laughs> who's the one tom schwartz wait which one is schwartz <laughs>
1: God. he's the one that's married to katie
0: sandoval i think works out yeah you could tell like i've seen him around town it's like
1: he's very the, i met him in acting class over a decade ago
0: he seems like a nice enough guy
1: yeah he's cool you I know mean, uh, very manic he's another one i picture just stepping out of a cryo chamber well he every like day. shaves
0: his Based? forehead
1: yeah well he should get on i'm sure he's on the dermaplaning game that's what i'm saying like Listen, you, that's I just got into that.
0: You got to maintain. You
1: got to maintenance. It's key
0: because you like you're a, I mean, you're taken. But when you were single. Yeah. If you walked in to say the comedy store, I'm not saying you went to the comedy store to prowl, but like, <laughs> I mean, we all do.
1: We also have learned our lessons. I feel like you can't go just pick up dudes at the comedy. That's not don't date a comedian. Sorry, See, I girl. disagree. Sorry.
0: I mean, my last three girlfriends have been comedians, and even though I'm single. What a
1: chuckle fucker.
0: (laughs) Well, it's all I'm around. It's true. I'm not around doctors or lawyers or, I mean, someone said, well, what about the girls in the audience? But they're usually with someone.
1: Yeah. I think comedy shows are honestly one of the best places (laughs) you could go on a date.
0: Oh, I encourage everyone. I I told all the girls today at the cryo place because it's pretty much all attractive girls who work there. Oh,
1: yeah. They look like robots.
0: Yeah. I I tell them uh, when I walked in, I'm like, hey, it's great to be here at Westworld. Uh, Yeah,
1: exactly. Because
0: they're all just like, you know, they all look like you. They're like all these.
1: But like like healthier, like maintained.
0: You're maintained.
1: I am. But I still like eat carbs and cheese and drink and do all that.
0: Yeah. But I mean, moderation.
1: Yeah. Sometimes.
0: But, like, usually at a comedy club, it, it, even if the girl is single, they're with a girlfriend or they're with, you know, a dude who's a friend. You can't really maneuver. Uh, so that's, you know, I mean, I, I date who I date. Like, if you vibe with someone, you vibe with them. I agree. If it's a comic, you know, yeah, you know, the old saying, don't play ball in the house. or
1: Don't shit where you eat.
0: But, like, if if you're feeling it.
1: Go for it. I mean, my boyfriend's dating a comic, so right. I can't totally. But hate what does on he it. do? He produces comedy.
0: But that's kind of different. Although you know, if it ends, which I hope it doesn't, but you know, it then it gets a little awkward. But yeah, I would say for the most part, in uh, my case, I'm I'm pretty friendly with all my exes. I mean, there's one where maybe not so much, but like
1: you're cool with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, me and Whitney get along great. I miss her. Yeah, I mean, I think she's dating someone right now, but yeah. like, we still do dinners every now and then to catch up.
1: I want to go to dinner with you guys. Guys, we're making oh, plans great. on the pod.
0: Sorry. Oh, all we do is <laughs> talk shit about people we don't like. It's,
1: oh, let's do it's it. Great.
0: I mean, we tell each other our problems uh, yeah. you know, with the opposite sex. Like, it's a weird...
1: I want in. It's
0: a weird relationship. Like, you wouldn't think that you'd get together with your ex and talk about your current problems
1: no i think that's the most fun thing because if you truly had a close like authentic relationship which you and whitney did oh we did you get each other i mean there isn't that whole romantic aspect there anymore uh, do you <laughs> maybe i don't know no no <laughs> no you know i
0: uh you, you know i uh you know what can you do i mean you always uh Oh, man you know just uh sometimes you make mistakes and uh okay. you know but it's all good you've uh,
1: had you've had a few great ones in your life so I
0: have, oh they're all great i mean uh you know but
1: uh <laughs> earl's choking up right now he's sad
0: <laughs> well because uh you know it, it's uh I've, I've been very lucky to date some very cool comics and, yeah uh, of course in the la comedy jungles it's uh, almost inevitable that it won't work out but
1: it's okay uh, the comic i dated that you that met, i know that you know you both i had a connection with you because you were a pittsburgh steelers fan and so i felt like i like he was too and i felt like i could like relate to both of you i don't know why like i just connected you with him i don't know it was weird
0: well i mean i would say me and your ex were very different uh
1: very different animals
0: personality wise yes. but uh you know the pittsburgh steelers are bringing everyone together
1: what are they doing right now
0: the, i don't know what's going on we got Le'Veon bell i love that
1: he's just like nope not gonna play
0: well i get it though like i see both sides uh you know like he's like i don't have a contract if i sign the they Sign him to a uh, franchise tag, which means yeah. get him for one more year,
1: and that doesn't help him.
0: Well, I, if he I gets think,
1: hurt, he stands on that field. That's it.
0: Yeah, and they would run him into the ground because he's the best running back in the league. Uh, you know, so they're going to use him a lot. They're, I mean, so I get it from their perspective. He's the best. We got to like almost run him into the ground. And yeah. he's like, "Well, I'm not going to get hurt and then be fucked for my contract next year." Uh, but you know, then the Antonio Browns causing problems. He just didn't
1: show up yesterday. He just
0: didn't show up. He well, just they're was like,
1: I'm not coming to practice.
0: They're having a bad start. You know, they tied their first game against Cleveland, which is horrific.
1: Yeah, uh, I and, really wanted Cleveland to just win that one. Like, come on.
0: Well, I don't know what. Do uh, they need
1: like three more points? Like, I like the Steelers more than Cleveland. Although, who did I have on? Baker Mayfield's fiance was on my um, podcast.
0: I mean, he's recently, uh, and she was great. I mean, he's good, uh, but, he, you know, the, uh, who, who's the, the black quarterback number five on Cleveland? Ugh,
1: I don't know. I know just enough. Girl. I
0: think from the Buffalo Bills. They got him from Buffalo. Uh, he's got a weird name that people are always uh, mispronouncing the first name because of that. Uh, but he's probably going to be the starter unless he messes up. Kind of like Bakers, the Steelers. Yeah. Mason Randolph, is he's a great quarterback, but he's not supplanting Roethlisberger or Dobbs, the second quarterback. Both oh. uh, well,
1: our teams are kind of sucking this year.
0: Well, I mean the Steelers, this is their time though, right now to win. I mean, they, their window is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, you know, Roethlisberger's getting a little older and, uh,
1: do you know. think, I mean, he's not as like, I feel like Eli Manning, my team's the New York Giants. I feel like Eli Manning is just kind of like, it's like time to go now.
0: Why would If I were the Giants, I would trade him. Right? Uh, because he's, they're not going to win another Super Bowl with him. They well, just aren't.
1: I was actually just talking last night about this, how the Giants should just really, really suck this year. So they get good draft picks next year.
0: Well, that's how you have to do it. It's like... Uh, you know, just with the salary cap, not everyone can get paid what they want. So in any sport, you there's no you can't show loyalty in, in sports anymore if you're the team, you just, it's a cold business, like I say, in comedy. It's
1: cutthroat, man.
0: You know, you have to be, uh, it's like in in hockey right now. Uh, and you're not really a hockey person. No,
1: I love going to games, though. That's a good date place.
0: Oh, I love taking um, dates to hockey. Right? I mean, I, I I don't mind saying this. My first date with Whitney, the Kings and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, that's good. Because even if the girl's not into hockey, which yeah. most aren't, it's just like, it's going to a KISS concert. It's like, you know, live hockey's just got so much going on and the crowd's nuts. And
1: It's just fun. It's not like going to a baseball game where you're sitting there for possibly 14 innings. Yeah. Although where- I'd love a good Dodgers game, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of action.
0: Well, because well, a Dodger game, it's the beauty of of the stadium. <laughs> and, and uh, You know, I mean, even though it's in a kind of a, the, I know. a barrio... I mean, Dodger Stadium, for those of you who are not from L.A., is basically in the ghetto, the Mexican ghetto.
1: It's, like, getting gentrified, though. Like, now there's, like, cooler bars that are, like, popping well, trying up. To get,
0: frankly, they're trying to get white people into I the hood. I
1: think that, that's what's happening.
0: It's, like, if you go to Staples Center now, you won't recognize it because it's... Yeah. You know, you've got Nokia Live. You've got all these nightclubs and bars. Every
1: chain restaurant, or like upper class chain restaurant,
0: like the Yard House, (laughs) which is like it's
1: not like Chili's, but it might as well be.
0: Yeah, the Yard House is like an upscale Chili's, but like I'm okay with it. Oh yeah, but like I remember when Staples Center first opened. You know, it was like El Pollo Loco was like a high end eatery down there. Yeah, but you know they want. And I shouldn't say they want white people down there, but they want people with money. Yeah. There's plenty of brothers who have money. Uh, But they want the upper crust crowd, which in that area, like, if you go on Broadway, that's where Skid Row is.
1: Yeah, it's a little sketch.
0: So, But getting back to, like, no loyalty in sports, like the Kings, they have an older team. Mm. And it's getting time where they have to win now or start trading people.
1: Or just cut cut the fat
0: What well, sucks because you know the, the people that they're gonna have to trade at some point won them two stanley cups you know jonathan quick the goalie he's in his prime right now the time to trade him is now
1: yeah but there's like waves of everything <laughs> yeah. i feel like every seven years you're supposed to you know clean the slate do a new thing it's it's time
0: well, at the time to trade Eli is probably two years ago.
1: <laughs> but I was team like keep Eli last season when they took him out for that like one game just because I thought that was fucked up. But I feel like now it's just like, okay, new. We need new. We need all new.
0: Well, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, the, the time to, you know, the Steelers have won two Super Bowls with Roethlisberger. You know, the time to probably, I mean, they're not going to trade him, but he's a lifer. But, you know. I mean, they almost didn't uh, draft Randolph because they didn't want to hurt Roethlisberger's feelings. Yeah. But at some point, you got to, like, make moves.
1: You got to make moves, and I feel like because it's almost 2019 now, which is really scary.
0: I know. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy, and everything happens so much faster, and I feel like everything is more cutthroat and, like, instant gratification. Like, no feelings are involved with anything. Like, it is all business right now.
0: Well, I mean, this goes back to before when you were born, but, you know, the Steelers (laughs) won... Four Super Bowls in the 70s with Terry Bradshaw but as the 80s came on he was he was slowing down and but he he had a few serviceable years left kind of like Eli does right now
1: Yeah,
0: and uh the He'll Steelers well I mean they had a chance to draft Dan Marino. like he was theirs if they wanted him
1: I didn't know that
0: yeah I mean he and he's from he played for the University of Pittsburgh so it would have been
1: like a homecoming almost
0: a, just the most amazing homecoming and natural fit in the history of
1: but they felt t- like an allegiance to Terry.
0: They didn't want to draft him to like make Bradshaw feel like, "Hey, thanks for the four Super Bowls, hit it." Um, it's kind of like how I got treated on roast battle. I was just oh, about sorry to
1: say did, that. Did
0: I just say that? <laughs> I didn't just say that, did oh, I? Whoopsie. Oops. Oh, um, think of Comedy Central has the Steelers and me as uh, Bradshaw, but oh, anyway, <laughs> I have an mind.
1: allegiance to Comedy Central, so I can't shit on them. Too
0: oh, much. I'm not shitting on them, but. <clears throat>
1: You just blocked them. You're not shitting on them.
0: I went rogue. Yeah. I went rogue. You
1: just like threw down the gauntlet, but it's okay.
0: Hey, Earl's the most popular roaster, but let's bring back people he beat. Oops.
1: (laughs) Hashtag not bitter.
0: Hashtag seasons two and three cured by insomnia. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but, you know, so instead of drafting Dan Marino, they drafted Gabriel Rivera, who just died two years ago. Uh, you know, so it's like... You that took a be, turn. You got to be cutthroat.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They it's like j- that with comedy.
0: Oh, comedy's brutal. As soon as they find someone to do what you can do for cheaper, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's your show and they can find someone who's not as funny as you are, but you can kind of do what you... You did see a kid.
1: That's lame. I don't like that shit. Well, it's
0: like reality shows. We talk about being the pump rules. Like it's a great show, but you know, like big brother said, you know, the time comes when you can find in like the Jersey shore.
1: Oh, we last night on my podcast, you should listen this week. Um, we compared a bunch of fantasy football players to Jersey shore characters.
0: I, you know, I, I love the Jersey shore. I, you know, and I feel like, they're probably nice people, like the Vanderpump Rules cast is. So I don't want to say anything too bad about them, <laughs> but uh, that show sucks this year.
1: It's gotten real bad.
0: Which is repetitive. It's so
1: boring now. And I I like want to love it. I sit, I make the main squeeze, watch it. We're from Jersey. Every time we go back to Jersey, we visit the shore and the house they first filmed at. But this season in Vegas, I mean, they're all like, this sucks. Like they keep leaving one by one and coming back. It's rough.
0: Well, they look rough. I mean, they've all had plastic surgery. Yes.
1: Situation. What happened to your face, dude?
0: Well, he doesn't, it has no like, he looks like he's in a wind tunnel.
1: It's, it's rough, right. but like also like.
0: But they all have had it, like, except for Vinny.
1: I think pa- pa- I am team Polly D and Vinny.
0: I love oh, but well Polly's the one with bomb. actual talent.
1: Yeah, he's great.
0: Like the DJing thing. He
1: just makes everything better. He walks into a room and you're like, yeah.
0: But it's kind of boring. It's like, it's okay. Like-
1: they've all fucked
0: everyone now no one's fucking anyone on the show it's
1: really tiring
0: so it's just like oh well uh, ronnie's married and
1: no he's not married he has like weird restraining orders and then he's back together with the baby mama i can't three episodes straight ronnie was crying about the baby mama being a psycho and beating him up like it's it's just
0: the same like they need to bring sam back
1: uh i played sammy sweetheart and lost at the jersey shore the series snooki was a big fan
0: but w- now what was that show about
1: that I mean, show it was it was a viral youtube series
0: hey whatever
1: yeah it was cool though it was really cool and i played sammy sweetheart and it was the cast of lost and the cast of jersey shore got stuck on an island together okay and they they cast it really well and everyone like looked the part and it was great and it was all them just figuring out how to get off the island i think everyone died in the end i don't know i don't remember but I got to do the, you traumatized me thing. That well, you do kind of
0: look like Sammy.
1: I did. She's hot.
0: That's a compliment. I think, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, when you say you look like a reality star, I mean. It,
1: I know. It, it could be like... worse. I once had an Uber driver. I don't know how he got my actual name. I got like a Facebook message With a picture of one of the Shaws of Sunsets characters.
0: Oh, yeah. I kind of watched the show. I'm not like Gigi. Gigi,
1: a picture of her. And all it said in the Facebook message was, is this you? From my Uber driver who had to find my name.
0: When he had it through your.
1: Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I get told I look sometimes like the Shaws people. Very random ones.
0: Which that show is horrible, but I, I, I still know, I watch can't. it. I can't. I mean, they're so disposable, these shows. You know, it's like Big Brother every season. You've got the girl big tits, the gay guy, the the cockier. No, or, or,
1: well, I think with like the reality stuff, it's hard. Like when you align yourself with it, I think it kind of cheapens your brand. Like I got mixed up with that whole like Vanderpump thing. and You get more followers and like you get exposure, but like to a fault if you're trying to do legit like comedy and like real like theatrical acting and like all of that, like I think you kind of have to choose a lane.
0: But I think you and, like, Rachel O'Brien, who's also kind of on the show but not really, uh, do it the best way. Like, you get the the rub of being on the show, but you're not really necessarily associated with the show. Yeah. Not that anything's wrong with being associated with the show. No. It's a great show. They're
1: just doing their thing.
0: But, you know, I don't know how many of them, uh, like, want to be, like... Serious actors
1: Yeah, I think they're leaning into being their personalities. Like right. recently, I just I have new management, new reps, and they were like, "We need to figure out if you're going to be like Jacqueline, the just Jacqueline, or Jack, like an actress. Like pick a link
0: Right. Like when I was on the show, I thought, okay, this is going to be great. I'm going to be at a sold out improv show, but I don't necessarily want to be on the show. Yeah. So I was thinking right before I went up, what could I do? <laughs> to like make sure they don't use me. But I wanna be on like I wanna do I wanna have a good set in front of Jack's because I'm friends with all those guys. I mean, I'm not like homies, but like I'm friendly with everyone. Yeah. I got it. I'll show my dick pic and I'll put it in every camera's lens because I knew where the cameras were. And that way they can't use me. So good. and it worked. I think I I cause I think in that episode it was I don't remember exactly, but I think Kristen had showed Jax's dick pic to a
1: whole. Yeah, it was really someone
0: like to Brittany or something.
1: We had a we had a sketch about recycling old dick pics into greeting cards and like stuff like that. And we didn't know this at the time, but Kristen actually implanted a picture of Jax's penis and. So we used props in the sketch. It was like Starry Night with like the penis in the background. And none of us knew it was Jax's, but Kristen, Brittany, his now fiance sitting in the audience and Jax. And so, so that created drama. It was really lame. It was a whole thing. And yeah.
0: And someone had told me that. I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> I'll do a, I'll reference Jax's dick pic.
1: Oh, good.
0: And then I'll... Because I have a great dick pic. Everyone knows. Perfect. <laughs>
1: All of West Hollywood knows. <laughs>
0: Well, I think if you're in the L.A. comedy community and you haven't seen my dick pic, uh, you, you're you just missing you're out. You're missing
1: out, yeah. I don't think I've actually seen it. Well, I'm
0: not going to show I it to think, you.
1: Well, I feel like, like you're more like a brother or like, uh, you know, I don't want to see it. I'm good.
0: No, no, I'm <laughs> sure you are. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you know, and people are like, well, Earl, you're a little old to be having a dick pic.
1: Yeah, that's creepy. I have but, a joke. Yeah, I have a dick pic joke.
0: Well, I mean, the only reason I have it is Jeff Richards' one night uh Asked me what my ex-girlfriend, Gail, at the time's uh, pussy looked like.
1: Oh, That's and so respectful of him.
0: I, I thought, oh, <laughs> you want to see what Gail's pussy looks like? Hold on, Jeff. Here's a picture of it. So I took a dick pic, sent it to him. Jeff was at the improv. Uh-huh. He was next to the female booker at the time. He showed it to her. And I got a spot at the improv the next night. It's I mean, crazy. it's so
1: weird how that happens.
0: Crazy. Oh, We have a person, I don't know their name, saying a very beautiful girl here.
1: Oh, thank you. What's their name?
0: Uh, A-Y-A-Z-A. Uh, 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 it's just that's a, a series one. of letters. Um,
1: thank you. I do you
0: have any questions, yeah, Jacqueline? Any question?
1: Well, they don't know anything about me besides that I do What's Your Jersey? I like the Giants. The
0: and What's the- Your Jersey podcast. Yeah. She's a Giants fan. Yeah. Um, I yeah. recently
1: did a show that was pretty cool. You could talk about that. Is that weird?
0: Well, I was going to ask you, like, um, I've always thought that people who have a toughest in L.A. comedy are attractive people. Uh, you know, like Matt Broussard, who is one of the best-looking humans on planet Earth. Oh, man. But he's also incredibly funny. Yeah. So uh, so his comedy backs up his looks. Like, But I also think it's tougher for hot chicks to do comedy because when you walk out on a stage, no matter where it's at, the girls in the crowd are going to hate you because, oh, this girl's better looking than me. The guys in the room who are with those girls are like, I can't really laugh because I want to get laid at the end of the night. Yeah. So it's a, you're, you're almost walking out to a um, crowd that's uh, not going to be receptive to you just because you're hot. How do you deal with that?
1: I mean, I feel like things have changed a lot since when I started even like six years ago. For me, I wear on stage what is comfortable for myself. It makes me feel like myself, which has taken a while to like figure out on stage. Um, But... I try to relate to the girls like right off the bat. I relate to the guy like I am in real life. Also, I've been told this and I feel this way kind of like a girl's girl. Like I'm like ride or die with girls, but also like a guy's girl. Cause I can talk, I like sports and I like, I've grew up with brother, guy cut, all that stuff. So I find as, as soon as I can make the audience, like get on my side and relate to me, all that shit goes away. And I don't go on stage. I don't feel comfortable having like tits. I just don't like it. Like I don't like having a lot of skin showing. I like jeans. I do wear heels and I think that's like an old theater thing. Like I always get into a character with like how my feet feel and my shoes, like that grounds me. Right. So I'll wear jeans and then a t-shirt. And heels. And it is what it is. If people don't like me, I think be funny. And once yeah, it might take a little longer for someone to warm up or get into it by but they're on my side. If that makes sense, for that? I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think ultimately, like you say, if you're funny, you're funny.
1: Yeah. it just, Doesn't
0: matter what you look like.
1: It is weird though. I was hanging out with some other female comics recently at the comedy store and they're newer. They haven't been doing it. They've been doing it maybe like two years. And on stage, like a lot of girls recently are wearing like tiny little, like their tits are out and it doesn't, I think like crystal Marie is a good example where it works for her, (laughs) your face. It works for whatever she's talking about. I don't know.
0: I mean, uh, uh, you know, well, I don't know how, like, I know you're a serious comic. Um, I mean, I see some of these girls who are like Instagram models and
1: I think that shit's annoying. It's
0: like, what do you do? They're
1: doing it first. I was waiting. Okay. First, the crystal Marie thing I'm saying it works. She like leans into being like, yeah, I look like this. And she talks about it on stage, whatever. I'm not saying it's funny or not. I'm just saying, but she's cool. She like owns that. Like her tits are like, she's not like trying to pretend like, Oh, whatever. I like, I randomly like she owns that. She's wearing like tight cleavage, whatever um with the instagram model people doing comedy and whatnot like you know what like the cream always rises to the top and like if you're not funny you're not funny and like i don't know
0: yeah i mean i just had noelle leon leon oh yeah is she
1: doing comedy
0: i mean she's um she's very cool we're friends uh, yeah but uh
1: she's hot
0: I mean, <laughs> she's. I hot.
1: I took like a deep dive on her. It's her page after seeing you post about it, and I was like, Jacqueline, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like- I
0: mean, I don't know. If she has ambitions to do stand up. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I mean, she was very cool. I mean, the interview was all over the place, uh, just because I I don't think I don't know if she's the most focused. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But you know, I was I had her on because I was just curious how an Instagram model or. An Instagram personality, what their mindset is.
1: I mean, good for them if they can make like a shit ton of money off of posting cute pictures. Like, yeah, good for you.
0: I don't hate on anyone who makes money in this business.
1: Right? Like, it is what it is, but just kind of, I don't like people. I was waiting to do a TV show and there was a guy who's an actor who's done stand up who was being interviewed before me. And he was telling a whole story about how he got into stand-up just so he could book TV gigs and how like he does it every now and then, but like he's only doing stand-up to get on TV. Hey, cool that like you're admitting that, but like, why are you even like, get out? Like, don't do that. Just like go audition and be on TV. <laughs>
0: See, I'm the opposite. The only reason I want to get on TV is because I want better stand-up yeah, gigs.
1: Yeah, you need that credit.
0: But uh, yeah, you do. I mean, yeah. you know, just you could be the funniest person on earth, but... If you have no TV credits. You're not going to get booked anywhere. Yeah, you know I mean, we're just, all working on that. You know, even the dude who asked me for the the tape and Hemet.
1: <laughs> Where's Hemet?
0: It, it's far, man. I, you Is know, it
1: in California? <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it's almost. Uh, It's it's in California. But this just goes to show you how TV credits can change someone's mind. So he asked me for tape. And I'm like, dude, you got to be crazy. If you think I'm sending you a tape to play a roller skating rink in Hemet. I'm like, I'm on three TV shows. And I didn't mean that in a bragging way. But I'm like, that's good enough. Those
1: are credits. Like, you don't need my tape.
0: Yeah, but without him even asking me what what show I could have been lying. I could yeah. have just said I'm on three TV shows. He said, "Oh, okay. Can you do this date?" Like that's how TV credits can help you. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, and by the way, two of the shows have been canceled, but I didn't tell this guy that.
1: You don't. You know, they can figure that out on their own, right?
0: Well, I don't think this guy will. But <laughs> just the fact that he thought he could get me to him for 150 dollars is. Oof,
1: oof. No, thank you. Uh,
0: but I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Jeremy Piven headlines. <laughs> I mean, he he's on stage.
1: He's on stage talking about being Jeremy Piven. Nice enough guy. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I told this. He gets laughs I
0: mean, uh, I, you know, he told me once in the back of the comedy store, and he doesn't know my name. He, you know, I think a, a few people were coming up to me, so I think yeah. he just assumed, oh, this guy's a comic. He's like, dude, I think I have this. And I'm like, oh, man, no, Whoa. you don't, Holmes. Uh, I didn't say that, but, like, you know, I, you know, it's the same thing with the um, – but some people are lucky. Like that MMA fighter, Brendan Shaw, is funny, and he's only been doing it for two years. Yeah. I'm not saying he hasn't, but, like, you know
1: – He's gotten really lucky with getting spots and stuff, too.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it helps to know the people he knows, but, like uh, – Like
1: he, he just hosted the Emmys – like what the fashion E, like fashion panel, which is but he was funny on it.
0: I mean, he's a good looking guy for an MMA fighter. He he didn't, you know, his face isn't that it I mean, works. you know, he uh you know, some of those guys, you look at their faces and you're like, This guy is not gonna get a TV game. <laughs> or girl. I mean, the girls, you know.
1: Has Dolph been walking around these? Dolph
0: Ziggler, the great <laughs> Dolph Ziggler.
1: The last time, one of the last times I ran into Earl, there was just this massive he looked like a blown up like if ken doll and hulk Hogan had a baby he was just like walking down the street west hollywood and you and i both like checked him out for very different reasons
0: yeah you wanted a bone i was like that's dolph ziggler
1: (laughs) no he was he's too cheesy for me i don't like that
0: but But he's so nice uh
1: yeah you've worked with him haven't you
0: well, we should have roast battled each other, but I guess that wasn't in the cards. Oh. <clears throat> i
1: so sorry to hear that.
0: <laughs> it's always a pleasure to see people on a show you helped build get on it who's never done it before. But anyway, he's a nice guy. You know what they
1: say, Earl, when you're having issues with someone, you're supposed to wish them well, and you're supposed to pray for them every day. So flip it. I think you need to turn it around and turn it into a positive. No,
0: no. I I use my bitterness to thrive, (laughs) me. You know, it's like there was a wrestler, the Ultimate Warrior. He's an incredibly bitter guy.
1: Oh, God. And
0: it drove him. And he finally, like you said, let go of it. Yeah. He made amends with Hulk Hogan, who he hated. Uh-huh. When well, I, I, It's a video I try and turn everyone on to, but he made what they call in the wrestling world a shoot video. And what a shoot video is, you know, wrestling's, I don't like saying it's fake, but it's... Uh,
1: My grandfather was a professional wrestler, so I know all about it. And it's actually, scripted. Yeah. No, it's acting and it... it but it's yeah.
0: choreographed and it's scripted. And yeah. like when Dolph Ziggler, when he wrestles next, he knows who's going to win his opponent does but they act it out uh so when you when a wrestler makes a shoot video he's being real and for one hour the ultimate warrior interviews himself in his garage or something where he just talks massive shit about Hulk Hogan calls him by his real name which is really taboo like in the pro wrestling world you don't call another wrestler by his real name like Dolph Ziggler is not his real
1: name shut up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not a real name
0: <laughs> Hulk Hogan his real name is Terry Balea. Balea, Balea I didn't know that
1: I knew it was Terry I didn't know that was his last name
0: so the whole video the warrior whose real name actually is warrior yeah he was
1: like that's not really his name
0: dumb as you think like cause the WWE trademarks all their names yeah so it's not like if Dolph Ziggler quit the WWE tomorrow he could go and make Dolph Ziggler t-shirts cause they own the copyright yeah Warrior actually changed his name, whose real name was Jim Hellwig. He changed it to he, Warrior.
1: He legally changed yeah. his name. That's so, that on guy. his
0: credit card. It actually says Warrior. That's really funny. So he can make shirts that say Warrior.
1: Good for him.
0: Like he's not as but he made this video with hulk hogan where he talks about doing cocaine and his wife is a whore and his son's a loser and he finally made amends with hulk hogan he made amends with jake the snake robber too they hated each other and mm. he made a lot of enemies and two days after he made all these amends he died of a heart attack
1: stop wow talk about karma
0: so like that's me i'm i'm like the ultimate warrior of comics i'm holding on to the better ho-
1: yeah you're not gonna release that shit now
0: it thrives you're me. gonna
1: yeah tra- no okay My i guess
0: bitterness so. thrives See,
1: i've had me. a lot of like different things happen recently where i've had to let go of certain like friendships relationships whatever And I'm trying to, like, not be bitter and not be mad about it. But maybe I should just hold on to it. (laughs) It's funny. I actually wonder because... So my grandfather's wrestling name was Jack Steele. And I, like, wonder if he had credit cards or anything with Jack Steele on it. I just found... um, My dad actually found a video on YouTube. He was on some game show... And he was on it with, do you know who the Fabulous Moolah is?
0: One of the great, she was like the first, um, stunt. Yes, she was like, and probably is the most famous uh, female wrestler of all time. Yeah.
1: So it was this panel. God, I need to pull up what the name is. It was this panel and the Fabulous Moolah, my grandfather and this other guy were on it. And these celebrity judges had to guess who was the actual real wrestler. Okay. And my grandfather was a wrestler at the time, but he just said that he like worked in like the candy industry for the show. But Betty White was on the panel and I just, there's all this footage of him and Betty White like bantering back and forth. And then the Fabulous Mula is the one, like they all guessed the wrong person. She stood up and she was gorgeous. And
0: she was like the, uh, for you younger fans, and I, for whatever reason, I have a lot of younger fans.
1: That's cool. Uh, What's up? Younger fans. Do you have a name for your fans?
0: The Earl of Maniacs.
1: What's up? Earl of Maniacs.
0: Well, in full disclosure, I think I got a lot of them through Roast Battle.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he did. Because
0: Roast Battle is a very, uh, I would say it skews younger fans. I could see that. Because you, mainly because of Periscope, and I don't think older people use, like, I don't think anyone my age or in the, even in their 40s really is a big Periscoper.
1: I mean, I had that app for a little bit, and then I needed space on my phone, so I deleted it. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I never got... I mean, I...
1: I just... No, nah, it's too much for me.
0: I mean, I'll do an Instagram live like this right like now. Like this? Well, you know, you're hot babe. I mean, listen, uh, chicks equals See, clicks.
1: Chicks, you're right. Well, I mean...
0: I can't... I don't like to steal my... I don't...
1: Yeah, I don't like to say I'm like a hot babe. I mean... You
0: are, though. You got it going on. I mean, respectfully to your man. Thank you. Uh, but, like, I... You know, we've talked a lot about ex-girlfriends. My ex-girlfriend, Shelly, who... Uh, <laughs> This is long before uh, all my comedy uh, lady friends. She is one of the co-managers of the, they're not an 80s band, but Motorhead, uh, legendary uh, metal band.
1: Oh, man, before my time.
0: Well, they're like, uh, you know, if you ever hear interviews with like Metallica and Megadeth and uh, like Linkin Park, and they all cite Motorhead as like, they're why we did music. Oh, Um, wow, Okay. She was a uh, a promoter of uh, Sunset Strip bands in the 80s, and she said their biggest thing was to get hot girls into the shows because then every guy wants to, you know, be at where the hot girls are, so chicks. Equals she was like dicks. the Jay
1: Davis of comedy. I feel like Jay's shows always have hot girls in the front row. Well, I
0: don't know if they're comedy shows. <laughs> oh, did I just ruin my chance no, of getting in at the Laugh Factory? I just saw
1: Jay, he was very nice. on the Jay's a
0: nice guy. I yeah. mean, I don't, you know, uh, you know, this goes to being honest, uh, you know, and, and now Jay Davis is the Booker of the Laugh Factory, so yes. this is part of why daddy keeps it real. My biggest problem with him is he's the type that, and I I know you guys are friends, so I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to get you to like, I hate it when people see me and say, call me. I call them. They don't call me back. They see me the second time. Dude, we got to hang out. Call me. I'm like, well, I already did. (laughs) Like, I hate that shit.
1: It's really annoying. I like that he said, call me. I'm a caller. I like to call people
0: see i'm not i'm not a phone person.
1: you're a texter if that like earl likes to text back like one word answers where at first i was like is he mad does he not know who he's talking to
0: oh no uh Uh, (laughs) i i just i'm not a phone i'm not a texter Uh, i'm much more of a people person yeah like you know like i'm loving this right now Where like i i like looking into someone's eyes you know just like tell me about your comedy uh you know, I, I've only done one phone interview in the history of this podcast. Yeah,
1: I don't like Skyping for podcasts. I'll do it if I have to. But you lose just, something. It's not the same.
0: And not not the same. I, I, I'd be remiss to say that in uh, Instagram chat right now is one of my true favorites of L.A. comedy, the great Baby Benji Aflalo.
1: Oh, Benji, I love her show. Alone. If you're not what wa- if you're not network, watching alone together then you're not living life
0: alone together Benji I'm very loyal to Benji it's because so good. when I was a loser and couldn't get in at the comedy store and nobody would give me a shot and I was struggling <laughs> I would always see Benji at Equinox and he would say dude come by potluck I'll put you up and you know I don't know if I ever took him up on the offer. But uh Benji's one of the good dudes. And, he's a good uh, dude and he's
1: really fucking funny.
0: Well he's proof that good things happen to good people. Like, yeah. If you notice lately, uh some amazing things are happening to great people. Dr. Ken is blowing up uh and, and Jimmy O'Yang, uh, you know, the crazy out. rich Asians.
1: Oh God. They, they, Did you see it?
0: I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't and I won't because I I, do, I have a hard time watching movies because I I can't sit still for two hours. Okay, but like they're amazing. Two of the nicest dudes in comedy. They're
1: but, making that into a sitcom.
0: Yeah, I mean they're killing it. Yeah, right it's now. happening. Uh, Benji killing it right now. Killing it. I mean on billboards. I drove by some place in Burbank and him and Esther were on a building. Yeah, like a huge a mural. Um, and Esther's awesome. Uh, who else? Russell Peters awesome. Uh, so it's just. You know, you don't have to be a dick to make it.
1: I agree. I think you just have to put your head down and keep going. And keep Whitney, creating, killing it. Killing it. Uh, Jacqueline, killing, killing. it. Anna, the, the <laughs>
0: Jacqueline, you are killing it, though. The great, uh, and she's someone like you that I don't see enough of, but I obsess with her Who? for her many reasons. The great Annabelle...
1: Oh, Annabelle DeSisto, De Sisto, the, uh,
0: the kittens. The kit- have ba- you
1: done her podcast yet?
0: Her fan base is called the kittens. They're the kittens. Um, I I haven't. I don't know if her fans would. I, I'm assuming she skews more towards female guests.
1: No, she has guys on. She should have you on.
0: Oh, I love. She's but she's ah aw- she's a good person, and so she's killing. I was it. with her
1: yesterday oh, making she- crystal kits.
0: She's amazing. Yeah,
1: like, we uh, did paranormal. Was it a paranormal? You were D- sidekick, G- DJ Earl? Uh,
0: yes. we. Uh, for those of you going, what the hell are they talking about we now? We a pilot? Well, I've done more pilots than 9-11. And uh, <laughs> we did uh, me, Jacqueline, and Annabelle. Annabelle was the host. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline was the... I was like
1: sidekick, cor- like field correspondent.
0: And I was like the... Uh, I don't DJ
1: know. Coach T of the paranormal right. community. I was
0: like the Paul Schaefer of David Letterman, like... Uh, and it was a pilot that was based around paranormal ghost stories uh ghost activities annabelle was the host and was amazing
1: yeah she was great
0: and uh, i just never heard of any, what happened to I don't, that? yeah
1: what did happen was your
0: project <laughs> i don't know what the fuck happened. i don't know
1: what happened with it i i, I don't even talk to those producers anymore We well, did I, a different one for them it was like a green screen, like dating show. I forget. I forget. I was the host of it. It was really bad.
0: Well, that's what I think non-comics and non-entertainment people don't realize is so many pilots are made. So many. I mean, I've probably done close to 10 pilots, all legit network pilots that never aired.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm working on something right now. And it's when we first started, it used to be like so exciting. And now you're just like, yeah, it's work and we're doing it and we'll see what happens. But like, you can't like super excited over it
0: i mean i did a pilot in 2012 that they probably spent four or five hundred grand on
1: yeah
0: uh you know so 3d cameras were used which are really expensive just to rent and uh never nothing ever happened it's
1: not just not a thing
0: and the cast was amazing i mean really uh it was i mean melissa via was in it oh yeah um and then every person who was in it is a working actor uh probably Gabe you know no one's gonna know probably his name but Gabriel Tigerman mm-hmm. is probably the number one commercial actor he's in like five commercials running every everything week. uh he was at Robert Peters who's like a very established actor uh Bob Zaney who's like a legendary comic uh just nothing never even aired Man. I don't think they even pitched it
1: that's like how much money is thrown around this town though
0: yeah, I mean they didn't Insane. even ultimately the by the way, the live video just ended on its own. Oh no. <laughs> I guess since I'm assuming Instagram, Instagram live Instagram
1: was like sorry <laughs> Bye. All right. uh, it's
0: time to call it uh, <laughs> that's a wrap no i well i'll assume that instagram has a hour limit
1: yeah i feel uh, better about it now
0: but I, that's good because now people have to
1: listen to the podcast, the iTunes,
0: uh, which is uh how i like it you got to give yeah. them a little tasty
1: a little tasty taste
0: but i'm still learning on how to do podcasts
1: like yeah, i think this is, i love your podcasts Well, I listen to a lot of them.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, Uh, you know, I'm trying to be like a B version of Rogan. Like, Rogan has his friends on, you know, uh, and he exposes them to his fans and maybe your fans listen to me. My
1: meatballs, if there's any meatballs listening, right? What I I call my fans. uh,
0: You know, you know, I don't know what Rogan calls his fans. uh, Fans. Rogan doesn't need to call his fans anything. You and I do. (laughs) <laughs> meatballs earla maniacs kittens uh,
1: there's khaleesi's for Stasi's podcast i think there's, yeah yeah there's all different ones uh
0: have you done stassi's podcast
1: yeah i've done it a few times
0: yeah i mean she but she's the one going back to like uh, 60 minutes ago when i watched vanderpump rules i'm like god this girl's a bitch like but And then I met her at that, your show. And then I I met her at the dog park with her new guy. I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're still dating. I don't want to like ruin any plot lines. No, they are. Yeah. Uh, and she couldn't have been any nicer.
1: Yeah, no, she's nice. Third. Yeah. I had a falling out with our, all our mutual friend and we're cordial to each other now. So I, I think today I actually just saw that Stassi and Kristen unfollowed me. So really? Yeah. (laughs) So they're great. If you're great with them. Um,
0: they seem like they're very, um, and, and I know Kristen a little bit. They're
1: ride or die, which I appreciate in a friend. I mean, I, I get it.
0: I don't know. I mean, I've only blocked a few people. Uh, you know, it takes a lot for me to block you, but I guess.
1: <laughs> Comedy Central. <laughs> well, you know,
0: I might be having lunch with someone from the network next week. Yes, fine. But, but I'll, I'll be honest. I don't take back one word I said. About it, my situation with them, you know. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, and, you know, everyone was like, dude, you got to take down these tweets. Cause I would maybe tweet out my uh, displeasure about uh, certain issues I had with Roast Battle, but I think they were all true and factual. So, you know, I don't really talk shit, Jacqueline. I talk facts. So,
1: it and, is what it is.
0: Well, you know, if people wrong me, I'm like, this is what you did wrong.
1: Well, like I think it's really hard just because I've in my situation had to take the high road with a lot of stuff and a lot of things have been said that aren't necessarily true or, you know, there's usually three sides to every story like your side, my side, the truth. And I keep taking the high road and it's like, when do you stop taking the high road? I guess I'm not taking the high road right now. (laughs)
0: Well, it's a fine line between burning bridges, which you don't want to do. No. But you at some point, you got to stick up for yourself. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Like, uh, you know, in, in that, you know, it's not like, you know, with my experiences with Roast Battle, it wasn't like it was just one thing. It was like yeah. literally, in my, through my eyes, seven or eight things. So it was just like, okay, I got to, you know, I mean, because the podcast is doing relatively well, I, I, I have a voice to yeah. say, this is why I'm upset. Uh, you know, maybe I never work on Comedy Central again. But
1: but you can sleep at night.
0: Well, I mean, at, at this point, I'm 50, so it's like if I haven't been on the network by now, you know, I, I am I really burning a bridge? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't want to burn a bridge with. The, I mean, there's two comedy networks. There's Comedy yeah. Central and Netflix. So it's like you don't want to cut out fifty percent of
1: <laughs> who's gonna air your yeah. Stuff.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but at some point you're again, like,
1: positive vibes, Earl.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I don't uh, wish them bad. I certainly hope roast battle keeps going and going. But
1: Nikki and Jesselnik were very good on it this season.
0: Oh, Jezelnick is—he's uh, amazing. Do and- you know
1: he has a sports podcast now on Comedy Central?
0: I saw uh, I saw something, but I, I haven't, I don't think I've, uh, I, I did not know it was sports related.
1: Yeah, he, he hosted, I only listened to the first like 15 minutes and it was them shitting on the NFL network.
0: Right, right. Uh, well, I like him because he keeps, you talk about keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I remember after roast battle in Montreal, uh, he was at the comedy store and I walked by him and he grabbed my arm and he was like, hey, great job uh, on Roast bell! You were the funniest part. And I'm like, well, a lot of people don't think I beat Jimmy Carr. And mm-hmm. so I walked away, and he, he kind of pulled me back. He's like, no, you beat him. You beat him. Like, And it was like such, he didn't have to say that. He was talking to like two babes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, he keeps it real.
1: Yeah, I like that about him.
0: Well, he's a, he's like a successful version of me.
1: You guys have a similar delivery style ish.
0: Well, I just like how Cadence. he, yeah. I mean, he says what's on his mind. Yeah. It's true. He doesn't talk shit. If, if he says it, it's happening. Like, uh, so I look up to him a lot. Like, uh, we started together. Uh, I don't know what I did wrong, but
1: <laughs> I kind of felt that way. I recently had Perez Hilton on my podcast i love him and have you had him on here
0: i would i mean he keeps you know i you know he's in that tmz like you know world of uh just
1: gossip, celebrity gossip i mean that's how he makes his money good for him but it was so cool because i didn't realize he went to myu for acting and you know legitimately knows theater and knows all these things and it made me feel like he's a little more credible when it comes to you know, judging and saying how he actually feels like he's someone who's very authentic to how he feels about someone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't have a problem with people if they're if they're real.
1: I mean, he did call me authentic after he came to see me play Britney Spears in a show. I could see that. <laughs> so, you have a
0: Britney vibe.
1: Oh, you haven't heard me do Britney.
0: Well, maybe have you? May, no, I haven't. Maybe toward the end, we'll give the viewers a little tasty. You
1: could do a little Britney.
0: You know, I like to end the podcast on weird notes. Okay. Um, So what got you, because I always like to ask every comic I have on this, like my comedy uh, mentor, whatever you want to call it, was not a stand-up per se. was Archie Bunker, Mm -hmm. Carol O'Connor, the great actor. Because I really enjoyed how he would say the craziest things. Obviously, he was playing a horrible racist, but you still liked him. Like... Even though he was like on the TV show on the family, just a misogynistic racist, you were like, I kinda like this guy. Not for what he was saying, but for how he was saying and how he was saying it. And then like pro wrestlers, like I always liked the bad guys because uh even though they were dicks, I enjoyed their delivery of how they were saying it. So I would say those were my comedy, like first people I kind of was like, I maybe I could say wacky stuff would be likable who are your comedy uh, not idols but did you did you see like a I don't know Paula Poundstone or whoever and go
1: I want to do that well when I was little and I don't even think I realized it was necessarily an art form that I could do but I would stay up late at night and watch um, Elaine Boozler and um, Rita Rudner on HBO
0: I love Rita Rudner
1: I'm obsessed with her and I love her deliveries and I feel like my, I guess, kind of the way you feel about Anthony Jezelnik, right? Like, just her kind of like, she's so silky smooth with like the fucked up things she's saying. And I love that about her. And so that's something I kind of grew up watching. But then I also grew up watching, um, old school like Robin Williams stand up and his physicality because I grew up a dancer and I always I went to theater school and Moliere was something I always really really connected with which is like very physical comedic plays and it's all about kind of choreographing and you know like striking a scene and so I really liked Robin's physical stuff and then if I'm talking about comedians today that really influenced me I always loved Angela Johnson because she Started out as a raiderette and she was a dancer, and then just killed it with her, you know, nail salon bit.
0: Yeah, th- what else has she killed it with?
1: She, I mean, she's touring everywhere. She's so many, and she was on Mad TV, the original.
0: Right, right, no, she's, uh, I mean, I don't know anything about her other than the nail salon bit. That's yeah. not a crack on her, I just don't. That's just
1: what she's known for. Uh, you know, it's that's like
0: it. Kiss is really known for rock and roll all night.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> that's that's it. But then, like, you can Google her, and you're like, oh, she's actually. Like,
0: I'm good on funny. that, but, like.
1: <laughs> you're like, I'm, no, I'm not going to.
0: I mean, we were on the horrible, I, I don't even want to, I'm not even going to mention the name of the network, but we were, her and I were, like, the most popular people on this horrific network that did youtube videos uh she had the nail salon bit was like the number one video and then i had some videos where i was interviewing these bimbos and bikinis oh god they were horrible just horrific it's
1: so weird they weren't really funny and clever and articulate no (laughs) shocking
0: they were awful awful and Uh, i can't give out the name of the network because it makes them money
1: what does it rhyme with
0: I can't. I can't do it. This is like I I always would wonder why Tom Cruise would never talk about his first movie, Losing It, Mm
1: -hmm. which I
0: think is really, it's about four kids who go to Tijuana to get laid. And he'll literally get up out of the, he'll walk out of the interview if you bring up that movie. Really? He's so embarrassed by it.
1: That's funny.
0: But now I know why.
1: I've had three different people on my podcast who are either radio hosts or like TV report, whatever. And all three said Tom Cruise is their favorite person to interview.
0: Oh, he's great if you want to talk about Top Gun or Days of Thunder (laughs) or Born on the Fourth of July or, you know, Uh, the outsiders or Risky Business. But like, you know, uh, losing it's a pretty. uh,
1: That's a rough one.
0: Well, I mean, it's a lot of talent was in that movie, like Jackie Earl Haley, who has gone on to like, I think he won an Oscar and John Stockwell was in it and he's like a big director.
1: Jackie Earl Haley. I mean, he has to be cool. Is that a girl or a guy? It's a
0: guy. It's a guy.
1: I mean, it's your name, my name and my best friend's name in one name. I mean, how could you know? You ever thought of not that? be awesome? Jackie Earl Haley. Yes,
0: he was. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're really old, like over 50, you recognize him as kelly leak in the bad news bears trilogy Oh,
1: much better the
0: the og bad news bears um
1: there's a park called the bad news bears park is that the same thing i just drove by it the other day
0: i'm sure in the valley
1: no it's it's almost like santa monica
0: oh maybe it was filmed in santa monica uh but that was another movie where uh you know, like the Bad News Bears had all these unknown kids in the movie. Yeah. But it ended up, uh, I don't think anyone's embarrassed to say they were in that movie, like, because it, it's such an iconic movie. But like Tatum O'Neill was in it. And, yeah. You know, some of the kids went on to do things.
1: Well, I was also really, really influenced by just actors like, like yourself. Like, I grew up doing a lot of musical theater and I studied a lot of sitcom scenes. So I loved like B.B. Newworth, who was Edith on Fraser. Okay, but she was always in. I Bob Fosse was a huge idol of mine, and he's really? a choreographer director. Yeah, I grew up like just obsessing over Bob. All oh, that jazz is one of my favorite movies.
0: Which is, <sighs> I have an obsession with Roy Scheider. Yes, that's his finest role.
1: Oh, when, oh God, him I and mean, Jessica Lange in that together.
0: I mean, b- b- I mean, Roy Scheider is and just,
1: Ranking. <laughs> it's yeah yeah i mean all all that jazz is iconic and if you guys haven't seen it just do yourself a favor because there's so many movies and just musicals and stuff that give a nod to it that are out now they don't even realize
0: but that's a movie like today kids probably would be like what is this like it's got no cgi it's it's like uh I mean I I sound old saying this, but I love movies like that. There's That's just my favorite acting. era. It's acting.
1: Late seventies, early eighties in movies is just prime.
0: Even the action movies are like there's no see they didn't have the technology. Yeah. So it it's like like the I mean it's a little later eighty seven, but like the original Predator
1: mm-hmm.
0: was just not Harvey Weinstein, but <laughs> You know, now they're, the remake of Predator Sound, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, it's because it's all CGI. It's just
1: not the same. It's good-looking actors. Maybe we just sound old. I don't know. But kids these days, like the really young millennials, are actually boycotting social media and certain things that are, you know, too CGI'd or whatever, and they want to go back to the basics. So.
0: I mean, if I didn't have this podcast, I wouldn't be on uh, social media at all. Yeah, so. this is it. But I'm on it.
1: But the reason why I think I like all those people is because I like showmanship. And in my stand up for a while, I was trying to just do like the one two punch and just do only jokes. And then I was like, you know what? I need to lean into like the impressions I do and doing more physical stuff, which I don't know if like comics like you even. Like necessarily, because I've heard certain people talk shit about comics that'll add some like impressions into their set or some singing into it, but it makes people laugh and they like it. so it I makes can't me do happy it.
0: so i I don't uh, I admire people who do impressions because I can't do them. yeah, uh, you know, I do one impression. it's of the actual predator, which is such a spot on impression if you've seen the movie Predator. <laughs> but like it's not really a big you know so i don't you know like melissa be jeff richards you close your eyes and it's like you're hearing the that celebrity in the room yeah so it's a talent i don't have so i actually i don't look down upon styles i don't do in terms of comedy like i'm dry and sarcastic so i vibe with like but if you're Dane Cook or whoever is high energy and jumping around all over the place, making a funny face, sticking your ass in the
1: air. I mean, that's someone who I grew up. That was, I remember going to Dane Cook shows by myself at Madison Square Garden when I was doing like off-Broadway stuff. Before I had rehearsal, I would go to Madison Square Garden and go to Dane by myself, which is fun for the first like 40 minutes. <laughs> After that, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> I, this is like over a decade ago.
0: I mean, he had a nice run.
1: Yeah, he had a good run.
0: I'm still killing it at Jay Davis comedy shows <laughs> at the Laugh Factory.
1: I do appreciate his physical. i'm he, That's what I like—physical comedy. That's my jam. But I love watching people like you who can just stand up there and be sarcastic and just deliver. You know?
0: Yeah, like Jeselnik doesn't move an inch on yeah, stage. Like I think just, that's great. It's just the material is just like, wow, I wish I wrote that. I mean, every joke of his almost is like, wow, why didn't I come up with that? And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't look down upon, you know, uh, like Crystal Marie showing the jugs. It's not my thing, like in terms of like. You know i have a great body but i'm covered up
1: <laughs> except on vanderpump rules well, I
0: mean, that, <laughs>
1: unless you're filming then I, the dick is showing
0: well i want to be i wanted the, i'm such a stage where i was like i got to get up in front of a hot crowd
1: yeah it's all good
0: i just don't want to be on the show like
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i think you do get pigeonholed if you're on a reality show whether you're on it for one episode or uh, you know it, it's like you're forever known as oh you're like i'm sure when tom schwartz You know, Tom Sandoval, he's an actor, right?
1: Well, yeah, we met in acting class over a decade ago. Like, he wanted to be an actor out here. But that's just not the path that his career has taken.
0: But I'm sure he still wants to do it. And I'm I'm sure when Vanderpump Rules is, you know, sails off into the sunset, which it won't anytime soon, but, you know, everything comes to an end, he's going to walk into an audition. It's like, oh, you're the guy from Vanderpump Rules.
1: I mean, I've had managers tell me to take that appearance off my resume.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it, it's, uh...
1: and I wish those, I wish all of them well. It makes me happy. It seems like everyone's engaged and happy and in love, and there's like really good things happening for all of them. They all look great, like it's all great. We're just not as close as we used to be.
0: Well, but I mean, I think like in Tom, like Tom Schwartz and Katie, they're not actors. I don't believe
1: Katie, I had her on my podcast and talked about how she did start out acting and she used to act, but now she has this, I love her blog and I actually love Katie. She's one of my favorite guests I've ever had on. Um, She has pucker and pout and she's leaning into like makeup and all of that. And that's her thing. And I think Stassi's writing a book now and Kristen has her t-shirt line. Like they all have certain outlets that they're working on and that's great good for them
0: yeah i mean i don't think any of them uh anymore have like i want to be an actor
1: (laughs) well yeah i think they're they're fine being themselves and they're doing them which comedy i mean we're like amplified versions of ourselves on stage you know oh
0: yeah but i mean i'm not you know i i mean uh Sandoval strikes me as the type that once Vanderpump Rules is off the air, and like I said, it's not going to be anytime soon. But he, he'll per- start pursuing acting again. Uh, but it, now he owns TomTom, Tom, so there you go. Have
1: you been there yet? Uh,
0: it's pretty crowded I, when I walk by. Yeah, but, I heard uh, it's
1: gorgeous. I haven't been yet.
0: I mean, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's the thing I don't understand about reality shows is like, if you're Lisa Vanderpump, are you really going to let two? Struggling actors who are bartenders like give them a nightclub like I, that just I mean, it, it's
1: I, you a know, lot
0: it's like I don't know if this is actually a reality show like yeah. how much do they really have to how much input here's one thing I've never understood about Vanderpump Rules and like I watch Below Deck and I I, I see the same uh problem is like these people go on a lot of vacations for people who don't have money <laughs>
1: i think yeah they do
0: like i don't know any group of struggling bartenders who go to cancun and stay at resorts because
1: the network's paying for it
0: and like lala lala has like a range rover Well, that's her
1: fiance's range rover i'm sure well actually with her salary now she could pay for it but there's i mean it's all smoke and mirrors earl you know this come on
0: There you go. I'll see you on the red carpet. Dropping
1: here first. (laughs) It is. I mean, I know there was people. Never mind. I'm not going to say this.
0: Say it. No. You know, there's people.
1: Well, I know there was a certain Emmy party recently that that whole cast was invited to. And they I don't know that any of them are on the network or doing anything. And I know people that have worked really hard on that network were kind of like, why are they here? This kind of cheapens like what we've all done. You know, like it, they, it made a mockery of it.
0: Well, I think because those shows are so cheap to produce, like maybe not in Vanderpump Rules. I'm, so, I'm
1: like lounging on your couch now. Right. I'm, I'm going to take a nap real quick, guys. Well, we're almost done. <laughs> you know, wait, wait. It's so comfy. You're right. It is really comfy it is if a anyone great wants couch. to buy this couch.
0: I've had this couch for, uh, let me see, 20 years. Wow. And it's clean. It it doesn't. uh
1: Is it? You're clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm... look at all your hockey trophies.
0: Well, you know, I have to do hockey once every now and then to be around non-comics and actors. <laughs> so I love about my hockey league. Well, that's
1: how I why I do fitness.
0: Yeah. Where do you teach?
1: So I'm the online, you can work out with me, guys, if you're listening. I'm the online fitness instructor. So you can take, well, they're half an hour long classes with me on plyojam.com.
0: How do you spell that?
1: It's P-L-Y-O-J-A-M.com.
0: And what kind of workout is it?
1: It's plyometrics mixed with dance, but it's easy to follow along. It's just hard enough where you're drenched in sweat by the end but it's fun you're working out to like it's not like cheesy kind of like zumba e music right. it's like stuff that you listen to on the radio it's You know, like Kendrick Lamar, Jay Z, Beyonce, Britney, Ariana Grande—it's all the top forty stuff. But we, I throw in like Aerosmith and like some RnD and like older, whatever. But it's just really fun, and you burn a lot of calories, and it's great. And then I, if you're in Los Angeles, I teach in West Hollywood at Tafik's Physiques, and also in Brentwood at More Dancing.
0: It's funny you mentioned Kendrick Lamar. I remember coming back from montreal the first season for roast battle this is like the untelevised season Mm -hmm. uh i i like to fly first class just because i think if the plane goes down i'll be protected (laughs) it's literally how i feel and i know dennis miller has a bit that people in first class fly off into like pods if the plane crashes but I just feel like, all right, I paid more than the people in coach. I'm going to survive.
1: That's it. It's like an air-pressured chamber. It's, yeah. It just breaks off the plane it's and like you're It's like
0: James Bond in Moonraker. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was sitting next to Kendrick Lamar. I had no idea who he was. And uh, Moses and Whitney walked by, and they were in coach. uh and they, the whole time they kept texting me, do you know who you're sitting next to? <laughs> I'm like, no. And he was talking to me the whole flight. And I I, I don't know. I thought he played on the Lakers. Like was he I, cool with you? He's a very nice guy. I, everyone loves me. So like I blend in. I'm like the predator. I actually blend in with anybody.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: I could sit next to a rapper and have a full conversation with him. I could sit next to a hockey player. I could sit next to Jezalik. I could sit next to... You know,
1: any ex of yours.
0: (laughs) All but one. (laughs) All uh, but one. eh, You know, it happens. Uh, You know.
1: You never know. Things can change. I feel like relationships change. People mend. I hope that one will talk to you now or in the future.
0: You know, uh, it's, you know, I never say never. Uh, Of course, I, uh, it's probably the only time I've ever come close to hitting a girl. I'm not. Uh, i'm not uh happy but you know we this is with another ex got it where we got in a heated uh discussion and now we're great friends so you never know i mean i literally and i'm not proud of this but i i cocked my hand to hit her because you know we were talking about uh, a particular person that wasn't of interest to me
1: oh got it Uh,
0: and, uh, I just, it was like my mom in heaven, like stopped my hand. <laughs> Like I literally like my hand, like I couldn't move it forward. And then, uh, but now we're like amazing friends. So. Okay.
1: Well, I'm happy um, you didn't hit her. Good job.
0: Oh, I would never like, I, I thought know. of
1: you. I watched the movie did you? Did uh, you see that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too close to home. I
1: figured I wasn't going to bring it up. I, mean, I did want to know what you thought about it.
0: Well, I love the guy who played Ted Kennedy. His name's Jason Clark. <laughs>
1: He's really good.
0: Um, I, he, uh, was in one of my favorite, you, we talk about pilots getting canceled and whatnot. There was a show yeah. called the Chica- I think it was called, it was with Jennifer Beals on Fox. I, I believe it was called the Chicago code mm-hmm. and he was a cop. She was like his captain. The great Delroy Lindo was in it. Who's mm-hmm. like this great character actor. And it got canceled after like three episodes. Yeah. And I saw him in Equinox. I'm like, I loved you in the Chicago code. He just looks at me and goes, you're the only one. <laughs> like, I like people who have that kind of sense of humor. I
1: think it's great.
0: Like, I saw Todd Rundgren, who's a legendary musician.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, just like Todd Rundgren is like, he's the man. And uh, in about 2007, the surviving members of the Cars pop band from the 80s uh they wanted to get back together but the singer rick Ocasek he didn't want to do it anymore he's like well to the guitar player and the keyboard player he's like you guys can do it you just can't call it the cars you can call it the new cars so they got todd rundgren to take over for rick Ocasek, Uh-huh. and it i liked it i enjoyed it and I saw him. He was walking on this street one day. It was very weird to see him in this neighborhood. Oh, that's I think very he was, random. He was lost, I think. Because <laughs> he was looking around like, where am I? I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know where you're going, but I know the ain't,
1: <laughs> it ain't here. what you were
0: looking for. They're <laughs> like, hey, Mr. Rundgren, I'm a big fan. I loved you in the new cars. And he had the same answer. He's like, you're the only one. Like, <laughs> I like, you know, we all do projects. that,
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, well, Jacqueline... This has been an honor. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Feelings mutual. This is the time where, as they say in the comedy business, you plug your shit.
1: Yeah, I pimp myself out.
0: And please spell everything you're about to plug for my fan base, which still thinks pro wrestling is real.
1: Oh, wow. That's special.
0: Where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram?
1: All right, Earl Maniacs. You can find me. Earl. Earl.
0: Not Earl Maniacs. God, I
1: mispronounced your name, which is fine because a lot of me- people mispronounce mine. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Jacqueline Marfuji, which is J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G. I you can find my podcast, What's Your Jersey Podcast on iTunes or Audio Boom Network. And if you want to email me asking for more Earl or questions or whatever, uh what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then if you want to take class with me, plyojam.com, which is P-L-Y- plyo I can't spell. P L Y O J A M dot com. You just it-
0: lost every male fan <laughs> by saying you want to take it to a workout class.
1: Um, and also, I I'm at the comedy store this weekend. I'm at the Laugh Factory next week. Um, I post all my shows on my social media. But if you're in Los Angeles on Sunday, uh, n- September twenty third, I'm in the Belly Room, uh, ten thirty show.
0: Uh, this will be out tomorrow. And oh, where, cool. you know, I'll plug the Laugh Factory. I don't care. The Jay Davis Comedy Hour.
1: Yeah, I forget what date that is. But okay, yeah.
0: well, go on. I'm sure the Laugh Factory, knowing how they run their neon sign out front, will put a big picture here. <laughs> Thank of you. you, Mike David. <laughs> yeah well mike david is just i think he's banned from the comedy store now do you know how big of a schmuck you have to be to get banned from the comedy store it takes a lot (laughs) it's like getting kicked out of the bar in star wars it's like you gotta be a real gumdrop to get kicked out of the comedy store it's rough but mike david legendary la uh, comedy figure no one still knows what he does but that's another podcast Jacqueline, you're the best I'm sorry it took so long to get you on.
1: You're the best. But
0: uh, follow Jacqueline Marfuji.
1: Yeah, follow me.
0: On Twitter. And and listen to Earl's
1: episode. It's really good.
0: Yes, we we break it down. And I wasn't as bitter as I was now. This is about a year and a half ago. You were all
1: about the comedy store and, well, no, the comedy rose battle. Well,
0: I was until I was mistreated. (laughs) And then I think I, things
1: are turning around for you.
0: I had to go rogue. Yes, but I always tell people, roast battle's giving me everything. So, still support the show, and uh, you know, buy the book, the roast battle book that just came out by Julie Seba. Uh, I think you can get it on Amazon. Oh, that's cool. Um, of course, I asked for my name to be taken out of the book, but it, it was too late. It went to print, so <laughs> you know, I thought you could just. <laughs> You know, avoid saying my name in the book. But, uh, you know, Julie said it's too late, Earl. It's, it's, It's already in print and your name is in it more than anybody's. But you still couldn't get on either of the last two seasons.
1: You're insane.
0: I am insane. I'm going rogue. Because it's the old saying in life. You like to hear people are doing good. You don't want to hear they're doing better than you. And I've done better than all of you on Roast Battle. You fools. Oh, so while you're at Jeff's pool parties trying to get into the next season, I'm at my pool party of one. It's going to
1: hurt my chances of ever being on Roast Battle?
0: Why not? I mean, <laughs> let me ask you this. Have you ever done Roast Battle? No. You'll I've- probably get on the featured battle next season. <laughs> Maybe you could battle a pro wrestler who's never done it before.
1: Oh, Perfect. At, I'll play my grandfather. How about that? I'll why Jack not? Steel.
0: He's never done it. I'm. Uh, maybe I can get Ralphie May's corpse.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh man!
0: And just to show you, I'm uh, a team player. Uh, yeah. Follow Roast Battle on Twitter at Roast Battle and on uh, I believe uh, Instagram at Verbal Boxing. <laughs> I'm telling you to follow people that have done me dirty. Also, follow Comedy Central on Twitter and Instagram.
1: I love Comedy Central, but I love someone that works for Comedy Central.
0: I got (laughs) no problems personally with Comedy Central. Professionally, they did me dirty.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. But that's okay. (laughs)
0: Because I'm like a cockroach. You can't kill me. You make me stronger. And my bitterness... Fuels me. And I'm not gonna say that my podcast is better than anyone on Comedy Central's. Oh, oops, did I just say that? I,
1: <laughs>
0: did I just say You're that
1: You're like to quote Ms. Britney Spears in her documentary from two thousand seven, I'm like a ninja. I just keep coming back and you can't knock me down. <laughs> Bring it!